0: Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper the the human psyche, and new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. Discussion around slavery is always a contentious and sensitive issue, although we'll delve in and explore it to its fullest depths, because that's the only way to get past and through that frame and come to insight which will benefit our our lives all people are equal now that proposition has to be recognized at the fundamental level of the human being so if all people are equal then everything that they do has to be equal their work has to be equal, not just their opportunity, but their, their end results. When, for example, one person is serving another or helping another or being subservient to another, that sounds like a, um, an attack, an assault on equal rights. So that being the case, there has to be strict lines, black and white lines, that are drawn to define and to and to display what equal rights and equal equal liberty um, actually mean. The notion that we all we all are free to choose. I think is where, where it really gets drawn. Because if one person chooses one path and that gets denied that path, not by any means just by the fact that their status or their value of being is not worthy of that pursuit, I think that would be a defiance of, of equal rights. But it wouldn't go so far as to say that just by serving another... There is, there is a, a a breach of equal rights because services still ample and and available and cannot be undermined through through um, rule books. The waiter, the the street cleaner, the garbage man, the the many the many professions, the many the many monetary profession, meaning meaning it's it's based on their own income it's not it's through their choice meaning anytime a street cleaner wants to walk away they can walk away it's choice based but at some level it's not choice based because they wouldn't they would rather be the the one enjoying the street of which they are cleaning they're servicing the street to the people that are enjoying the street so but there's a certain acceptance. They recognize that they're servants and they choose to be servants. So we're giving choice to be servants. Equal rights allows people to have the choice to serve who they want to serve or to be masters in that case. But what has changed? Fundamentally, it's still the same. The street cleaner is still serving the populace. The waiter, the the maid servant, the the house cleaner, the babysitter, the all the servitude professions, and I'm not just talking about servitude. The steelmakers, the the bread and butter, the the wood mills, the farmers, they're also servicing somebody. The farmer doesn't eat their produce. They produce and they distribute that produce. That farmer is servicing society, and society is the benefit of that farmer. Now, if you, if you go down this pipeline, where is the end? Isn't everybody in servitude to society? Well, the higher, higher up you go in intellectual um, profession, the more there's their control and influence in society versus society's um, dependence on them. Each person gets to choose and the equal rights system and the all men deserve liberty system and, and all those systems, they get to choose. I think the freedom of choice is really what we're pursuing. It's not the equal rights. Because is it right that someone goes can collecting to make a couple bucks and then someone gets to produce millions of bottles of those cans and make millions and billions of dollars? Is I mean, what's equal about that? And you could say that They all have the choice to be that. I disagree. Very likely that the can collector does not have the ability to get to that place. They're just not built the same way. They just don't have the environment to to get them to that place. And you might argue that, no, they do. They, They can get there. But if you really study their life and you study your own life, there are limits. And those limits are real and true. You can push them, like the American dream. You can push the limits to a certain extent. But at some level, you're going to hit a barrier. So when you say equal rights, you can't be asserting this this claim that each person has this liberty to be whatever they want because people cannot be whatever they want. If the street cleaner had a choice to be a street cleaner, or to be riding on in horse and buggy and the in the romantic you know enjoyment of that street they would prefer that they would prefer to be in that in that next tier of experience now that you might claim that no they they, they chose to be the Street cleaner because they signed a contract with the municipality and they that is their that is who they are. But we can answer that quickly by saying how much of a choice is it? They have to survive. they need they need monetary um, assistance to survive. And to do that, they don't have the opportunity to do anything else but the subservient levels of servitude that that these professions consist of. So even though it appears that there's choice, it's truly limited. Now you're right. The individual facing the municipality has choice. They could pick another municipality. They could pick another profession similar somewhat to that profession. They can they have an array of options. But options doesn't mean that there's no servitude. If a person could be a slave in one household and move to another household, it doesn't and they have the option to move to another household. There's choice in their in their in their being for that. It doesn't mean they're free from slavitude. Servitude. They're they're just as slaves, although they have a drop of autonomy to move about in the, in the sphere of what they can do in society that will produce some sort of monetary expenditure. This being the case, why so different? Why is the master-servant reality so different in 21st century modern era? although there's just this drop drop of choice generally speaking it's just the same it's this it's this what would you call it it's this same dynamic between the master and the servant there are servants in society the waiters the chefs The builders, their servants, because although it appears as they are autonomous and they're free choice, especially because they can choose, they're not forced into one labor. They are servicing the the residents of the house they're building and the building they're constructing. They are servicing, the waiters are servicing the people for their food. For their drink. The chef. Preparing. Food for others to eat. Not for them to eat. The waiter doesn't bring. Food for themselves. It's food for others. There's servitude involved. Now because they have a choice. Between one restaurant and another. That doesn't. Open up any doors. In their own experience of servicing society at a, at a deep level or servicing individuals at a deep level. But maybe you want to propositionalize that, no, we need to erect a deeper notion of freedom where, no, that, that's wrong too. Nobody gets served. Here's where the irony comes in. That will never happen. It can never happen. Although Marxism Marxism is, is dealing with that in a way. It's, it's trying to fix that. It can't work because we are built as human beings from masters and servants in our own individual. Right There are priorities in our being. We have vital organs and less vital organs. If we were to choose between saving the heart and saving a limb, we would always choose saving the heart. It's not a it's almost not a choice because it's so it's so serious. It's so real. That one causes death, the other one doesn't. It's risk, but it's not death. We're built fundamentally from a state of parts of our being servicing other parts of our being. For example, our hands bring to us or give away from us right so the hands itself don't get to enjoy the the produce of their actions they just bring to the mouth and even the mouth doesn't get to enjoy the stomach does and so on it there is there is lower levels and higher levels in this hierarchy of our own being that being the case we're going to outsource our own needs automatically when we can, because we can't farm and tend to the water availability, and the energy, and the and the other essentials that we we need for somewhat of our survival. We can't we can't tend to all those things at once. We we allow others to serve us. We allow the energy companies to service us and bring us energy, and the and the water um, and the pipelines to bring water to us, and and so on and so forth. We allow others to produce for us because we need others. So who's to say why the energy worker or the energy um, business is should be running maybe they should enjoy energy just like everyone else but at some point they made decisions choices that they are going to serve society because they might not have the wits to be the master now some people it comes fundamental it's like right away at a young age they know okay i don't have what it takes so i'm going to do this or that or some people they, they fall into it. They 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 attempt to be the masters and then at some point it's just they don't got the knack. It's just not there. Are we to look down at the servants? Well, do you look down at your hands? Because they're not as vital as your heart? Of course not. They're 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 extensions of you. Now the best servant is one that recognizes that as strange as it sounds the best servant is one who recognizes their servitude status but also recognizes the importance of that because the servant is serving the master and in the best form it's an extension of the master so the servant becomes the identity of the master and could sprout forth as far and as wide as the master chooses but as as much as they choose because they they're the hands they are the they are the extensions of the of the master and that gives opportunity for an amazing relationship because the master cannot tend to all the dealings they can only tend to the most important that they feel are necessary in their being and the servants around surround them and do the tedious work that's necessary for the master to enjoy and pay attention to the more important things. For example, those who read a lot, right? And study and connect to intellectual property. Well, you have to have a luxury for that. If you have such availability to read a book, that means that you're getting provided for monetary needs at some level and that you can let go of your earthly boundings to to tend to something more profound. Just the mere fact that you have the availability to read mentally and physically demonstrates the master notion of life. Now, there are those that won't tend to any books their whole life, and it could be because they've found it to be foolish, even though they had the opportunity, or they, they just disregarded it. But most likely, they just didn't have an environment that opened up to that, to that world. But that's not terrible. That's not evil. That's fine. As long as they're servicing those who do do read. And why do I say that? Because they get the benefit of the readers right the ones who are more intellectually inclined because they're they're in constant contact they're they become the extension and become the identity of them so not only do they get the the masters being experience the master's experience they also get the their own monetary needs in that in that relationship Now, there are those in society that will say, no, I'm not going to be a servant, but I can't be a master. They recognize their limits of environment, their limits of genes, and so on and so forth. And they they just know, or they would have to flip the world around to become the master, and it's just not in their playing cards. And then what happens is that they recognize that servitude is somehow cheap, because you're the arms of the master and not the master. You're servicing someone, and that's bothersome to them. And we'll explain why. But that's bothersome to them, and they they won't admit that that's where they need to be. So they won't serve. They won't work. They won't put themselves in that. So they'll enjoy their poverty. They'll, they'll manage because we're a socialist environment and we are rich, so you can't survive without working. And in this, they they really they really become they really become the the pitiful states, the pitiful um, parts of society. I'll tell you why. Very simple. If you don't serve and you're not a master, then who are you? You're not benefiting society, and you're not benefiting yourself. So what you're left is with this amountless amounts of space and time, which is used for nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing of master-like material, intellectual, the high regard, the profanities of life. And what's left is this like entertainment pursuit because there's there's something that we need to fill our beings with. And it's it's... It's the breeding ground for crime. That's the truth. Because if you have nothing, and you do nothing, and you are nothing, then it's easy to treat human beings like nothing. And especially the items of human beings as nothing. And what's left is this devastation. It's a breeding... Crime will, will flourish where someone doesn't take a role. And just... Assumes that they don't have to be anything. And somehow trying to get some entertainment. Somehow to say or to demonstrate that their life has some sort of function. The smart ones serve. The really smart ones serve well. The exceptional ones attempt to gain master-like attributes at some point now here's the fine line if you're a servant and i mean this in a more profound sense if you're a servant and not a master can you ever attain master status and i find this to be also a repulsive demonstration in society where sometimes the opportunity lanes itself that that leads that allows for someone to reach from servitude to be a master. And sometimes the servant grabs that because who doesn't want to be a master? Who doesn't want to be on the top of the food chain? But in doing so, they, they seem to forget the fact that they have so many attributes that really define them as a servant. They just don't have it. They don't have the knack. They don't have the intellect for it. They don't have the horizon. The necessary horizon that a master has, where they could see far and wide, and they're they're in the generality of things and the specific of things. They're they're framed well, but they don't have that because you need a you need to have a lot of um a lot of things to go well to have that, and not just in you, in your environment, in your upbringing, in your experience, in your thought. There's a lot of elements that bring to something like that. And it's not just the taint. Although at some level it could be attained, but it's not usually it's usually not attained it's usually given the exceptional cases there's there's an attainment, but it's a long and tedious process anyway so they grab onto this you know this onion they grab onto the 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 savior of being the master as opposed to the the salvation of being the master as opposed to the servant, and in doing so they They become this repulsive form of master because since they know their inadequacy, they know their weakness, they're they're missing fundamentally from being the master. It troubles them and they don't know how to deal with the exposure of being master. They just don't have the, the ability for that. So what happens is they attempt it. Because they know that there's a role of being a master, especially because they're pursuing it. So they, they attempt the role of being master while not knowing the truth of what it means to be a master. And they, they are the ones that abuse the, it's called abuse, the master status. But really it's, it's not abuse, it's just taking on a role that they don't understand. So they assume that being a master is subjugating. Sounds right. So they begin to subjugate. But a fool they are because why would you subjugate your own arm? Why would you subjugate what feeds you, what gives you food and drink, what allows you to thrive? Why would you sub why would you want that? Would you subjugate yourself? Because you're receiving that. And they and they do all these repulsive sort of actions that really destroy society they destroy the servants because they're subjugating people and that's never good and they destroy themselves in the process because they're just these horrific sub subjugated characters they're just subjugating others and they're subjugating themselves so that being the case that being the case of the two points of repulsion One is the servants who won't accept their servitude and the servants who attempt to be masters although they don't have the proper knack for it. So there has to be a representation and the masters of not the role but the respect that I'm the master. Like, listen to me. Similar to the brain, like, I'm, yeah, three ounces, whatever the brain weighs, but I spend my whole life calculating and learning and experiencing. Listen to me because I have good advice. Don't listen to the arms. The arms want to do stuff, but listen to the mind, right? It's like, have that conversation. The master needs to demonstrate, not in a role. Like, oh, I'm a master, listen to me because I'm the master and you're the servant. But more like I'm just, I'm just, I'm here and I have more to say than that. And it's important to listen because we need to be in a relationship. It's demonstrating the relationship of master servant, but with the utmost respect. It's hugging the servant, but just recognizing that you're a servant. And in and, and not in the terrible way either. Now, the servant, the same idea. There's this yes, sir. like, And we have it now with, with waiters, yes, sir. We have it with the real servitude professions. You'll see the, the speech of the servant to the master. It will, it's demonstrated so easily. It's, there is almost nothing different than 500 years ago with the servant-master relationship. It's, it's that similar. So the servant recognizes their their place. They they give a respect, but the respect is not for the master to feel better, more valuable. The respect is to for them really. The respect is you are this this being that I'm attaching to. I recognize that and I'm going to live my life accordingly. And that creates this beautiful dynamic. So, again, just to re- recap, the servant that doesn't accept their servitude and just tries to be in this space of nothingness because they can't be the master and they can't be the servant because all servants are subjugated to something. They are breeding grounds for crime because there's no value system. There's nothing to attain to. There's nothing of value. Blood is cheap. Being is cheap. You know, the possessions of others are cheap. It's just, it's so easy. I'll give you one example of this. Um, I I saw an interview of a drug dealer who who spent so much time in prison. Maybe 10 years, 15 years, I'm not sure. And he was justifying or explaining his, his choice to go into crime. And he explains thoroughly that, well, if I worked at, let's say, McDonald's, I would, I would be making whatever, $10 an hour, you know, $100 a week. But if I work, you know, in, in the drug trade, I would be making $1,000 a day. And you stop, pause the video, and you say, well, He has a great argument. He's not going to be able to be, you know, a a top-notch lawyer. He accepts that. He recognizes that. The next step from McDonald's is manager and then corporate. They don't, they don't, it's not in his playing card. So he recognizes that he can't be the master. But now he says that instead of choosing to be the master, I will let go of my servitude. And rather go to a game that you don't have to be master or servant. You just have to be willing to destroy your morality. The foolishness of this is that 10 years in prison, you don't make any money. So the risk of prison is just so serious in such a game. So they don't win. If anything, they became worse than the servitude of working at McDonald's, because they don't have. They've they've made only a a dollar a day when it came down to it, because they made tons of money for you know a couple hundred thousand for or not even twenty thousand in a span of a month. Got arrested, spent ten years in prison. You know, you calculate that together, and we're talking about a very small amount. So they. They are servants, and recognizing that that the probability of that to happen is is extremely high, if not almost, almost it's not a probability. It's it's it is this will happen. You can't just play the drug trade and not end up in prison. So it will happen. So, but it's not being calculated together. So that's like the real servitude, where there's just no real calculation. It's like okay, I'm absolved from being. A servant, but instead I'll take on something that will be even worse. I won't just be the street cleaner; I'll be the can collector. And claiming that somehow the can collector is is a better profession than the street cleaner, because there's some clickbait of this moment. I make I make tons of money, not calculating the bigger picture. In a way, a tr- truly subjugating themselves. By trying not to subjugate, that's the strange thing. That's what really happens. It's 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 another level of subjugation. Meaning, you could work, you could be a servant to the highest master. You could be, let's say, the secretary of uh, of the United uh, the president of the United States, right? You could be the Secretary of State, and that's that's the subjugation. You're a secretary at some level, right? There's a form of secretarial, you know, profession in this. And, but it's to the highest master that they can imagine. So it's a very profound, it's it's a very sought after position. Even masters will seek to servitude to the president. Or you could be a servant of McDonald's and serve people burgers. Right? That's also, there is a master there, the people enjoying the burgers. But then there's a lower level than that, and that's servitude of the foolishness of, of mind, where somehow a couple days of $10,000 adds up and makes sense to 10 years in prison, and that just works somehow in their minds. Even though a normal thought process would not entertain such an idea, even if it means making that $100 a week at McDonald's. So that being the case, I don't think that equal rights fixed much in the master-servant dynamic. I think it allowed for society to keep opportunity available for everybody, but I don't think everybody is available to that opportunity. I think knowing that is important because then you know your role. And and mind you, every master is a servant to somebody, right? Even the president is a servant to the diplomatic ties or the other presidents or the other relationships. Everybody is a servant at some level, but also a master at other levels. So it's not such an evil thing when you see everybody within those frames. That's all I got to say. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.